Hello and welcome to the Big Head on Goswick Lane. We've learned that we can't say a few things uh, behind that big head recently. We cannot say the big head, and we can't say it, right? You, can, you can't say the big head realtor. We can't say the big real head. Real estate agent. You, the big head real estate agent. That's right. All right. Well, it's me. Do you have a little TM beside that or a little R? Well, you can use realtor with the um, logo or whatever, their, their logo, uh, trademark logo. But uh, it's the significance of how you use it. So yeah. Okay. I'll be changing that stuff. Part, right. part of marketing. That's right. Right. I'll get out. I have a story about that. Um, it's actually really funny, and it deals and it ties in with our guest today. Our guest today, Brandon Nix of Integrity Lawnscapes and Precision Turf. Brandon is a master genius at uh, landscaping, landscaping design, taking care of yards, all the above. Uh, he he knows it all. He knows it all. Man, you're building me up here, Brandon. Really, welcome really, to the show, man. I'm glad to be here. You're really building me up. So, the question Let's is, why do we, as a fellow landscaper, mm-hmm. why the heck do we have a landscaper on the show today, Genty? Well, that's because whenever you pull up or I pull up to a listing agreement or listing appointment, and you know it doesn't have any curb appeal, that's the first thing that any client or prospective buyer is going to look at. They're going to look at. What catches their eye? I always tell people if you can catch their eye from the front, then you can get them on the inside. It just it helps. If they show up and you got dead plants, no mulch, we're not helping. Brandon, uh, give us a rundown absolutely. of uh, who you are and uh, what all you do, man. What what gets you excited? What wakes you up in the morning? Well, I mean, it's pretty much it. You did it. Brandon Nix with Integrity Lawnscapes and now Precision Turf. Uh, very excited about that opportunity there. And uh, – Man, I, I just absolutely love landscaping. Kind of fell into it and started rolling with it. And, man, I haven't looked back. I, I just enjoy the beautification process of, of properties, looking at something and seeing what the potential can be and getting my hands in the dirt and, and making it happen. But Genty's exactly right there. I mean, easiest way to get someone in a front door is to want them to go in the front door. Let's face mm-hmm. it, it it's, it's awful hard to sell the Adams family house when uh, – there's just nothing there. There's no bright colors or inviting uh, vibe or feeling there. So it, I think it's very important. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes landscaping is overlooked because it can be considered a luxury item. But, I mean, it, it's like the makeup of your house. It's cosmetics. It's what makes you beautiful. So. Well, and always, um, I, I'm, one of my phrases with landscaping, because Brandon did my landscaping on my new construction uh, this past year, and, you know, I spent probably more than the average person, and, and Brandon knows that because my dad also owned Patel's Landscaping, and would you put on a suit and then wear, you know, a dollar shoes, or are you going to lace that suit with, you know, a nice pair of shoes? That's kind of the analogy that I use. You can't build a million-dollar home or a $500,000 home or even a $250,000 home and then put no landscaping in, or minimal, because that just, you know, that's not going to appreciate. No, that, that's right. I agree. And one thing real quick to add, you, you don't always have to use a professional landscaper. I understand it's not always in everyone's budget. And there are so many different things you can do DIY. Uh, so many different options, I mean, that are, are very budget-friendly. So a lot of uh, – it's, it's a great way as well – to get involved with your family, with your spouse, uh, with your kids, whoever it may be, and get involved in, in bringing that beauty back to your own property. Yeah. I'll say um, 
you said it doesn't you don't have to hire a professional landscaper. Throwing you can't just throw some plants in the ground though, right? That's correct. Uh, yeah, there's we see that all the time. How many zones are across the United States? Well, there's eleven. And what uh, break down what a zone is and what how that matters. So a zone is is basically the region of the United States that we live in, okay? And that's going to pertain to the temperatures um, throughout the year. Uh, basically, uh, what's going to freeze, what's going to not, and you know there are a lot of tender evergreens. We have evergreens. There's tender evergreens, believe it or not. There's also tender perennials. There's hardy perennials. Uh, annuals that don't last, you know, you're replacing those throughout the year. But we're, we're in zone eight, so we need to look at what we use for zone eight. Okay. In here. There's tender genties and sometimes evergreen and hardy genties as well. So it depends crazy. on what day it is. Depends yeah, on the day. <laughs> Brandon, don't, jokes. don't y'all um, do kind of like a real estate uh, fix-up or improvement? Don't y'all have some type of model that you can come in and turn the mulch, add mulch? What, what do y'all do whenever you – come out to a listing and let's say, say it's not me, say it's another real estate agent and they're like, Hey, I, I'm, we're about to list this house. We need minimal, but make it pop. So in that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, obviously we're going to refresh the mulch if it needs there. Okay. Uh, trim, whatever shrubs there. We're going to use as much of the existing landscape as possible because I get it. You're moving out of that house. You're not trying to invest anything else into it. You're right. trying to get out of it. However, it's going to take a little money to make some money. Right. Uh, that's just the truth. Now, fresh mulch, bright colors, fill in some gaps. That's a, you can fill in gaps with cheap ground cover. I mean, cheap annuals are going to add bright color that are, like, again, I'm going to say it, inviting, inviting you into the home. Right. Uh, the fresh mulch is another thing. I mean, it just makes a heck of a difference. It makes everything pop and come together. It's very similar to the inside of, uh, you know, when you've lived in a house for 10 or 15 years and you're trying to sell it, you need to do some touch-up paint work. There may be a little flooring work that needs to be done. There's three door handles that are jiggly and hadn't worked right for, for the, the entire time that you've lived in them, right? Mm-hmm. There's things that need to be done to upgrade it so that when somebody walks in, they're going to say, okay, this is nice. Same thing on the outside, right? Before you walk in, like you just said, you, you see something that makes you want to walk in. If the landscaping is right. taken care of, I'll give you an example. When you pull up to a restaurant and they hadn't had their yard mowed in uh, five weeks, do you really want to eat there? I feel like they're going to spit my food. No. I feel I feel like they just picked my food up off the floor, you know? Right. And so it's very important to present that, hey, this place has been taken care of, even if it's mm-hmm. a work right before mm-hmm. that potential customer comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to throw something out. I know uh, one of your passions is design, correct? It is. Landscape design, yep. So tell me about design. How when a customer comes to you and says, "Let's say it's a new build," customer comes to you. What's the process? How how are you going to show them what you're doing? Okay, so <clears throat> that's going to involve understanding the architecture of the home, what style home it is, what style um, the the homeowner is going to prefer. Not everyone likes real green, lush, tropical plants. Some people like uh, what xeriscaping. Uh, basically lives off of the natural habitat that we live in. The natural water doesn't require excess amount of water. They they like minimal. Um, I mean, the sky is the limit for landscaping. It really is just depending upon what your personal preference is. But however, what we do on a new construction, like for instance, we did Genty's house, came in, we saw the preliminary design of the house, what it was going to look like. At that time, able to kind of map out the beds, what area we had to work with, understood what color scheme he was going with, 
and you start filling in from there. I mean, you're going to choose things that the customer is going to like. And my, my philosophy is uh, simple is neat and, and neat is, is what you want. You want something nice and neat. Example, like you said, going to a restaurant and it being all out of sorts. I don't want to go in there. I don't want mm-hmm. a house that has a bunch of stuff jumbled up in it and just looks like it's thrown together. Uh, me personally, I love using geometric designs and shapes in landscapes. I think it really does catch the eye when you see straight lines and uh, different shapes, such as triangles, diamonds, uh, even squares, circles. You can do so much. But we, we take the design, we take measurements of what we're going to do, and then I take it to the computer and have a really great design program. And from there, if it's an existing home, you're going to see what your actual house looks like with the plants. So you can make a decision and feel very confident on what you're getting. Uh, the older way of doing landscape design is the two-dimensional designs where I, I know you may have seen them, Shane. You've used them in the past, I'm yeah. sure, where it's a flat piece of paper, and they're drawing, oh, well, we're going to put a tree here. We're going to uh, we're gonna put some little plants right here. And it's hard to understand exactly mm-hmm. what you're getting. You can list it out and... If the customer has a, an imaginative mind, they can understand it. But It's just an overhead it, view with, like, squares and mm-hmm. circles and Absolutely. triangles. No, it's hard to understand. 98% of the world does not understand that. No, Landscapers no. do. Yeah. Most of them. Some of them don't even understand I it. I think I still have some of those in my dad's briefcase from when he used to do it. And that may have been sure. the only way to do it back then because, you, like, yep. now you can take a picture and add it in yep. there or, you know um, – designed from the ground Mm -hmm. up 3d models and all those things and it really gives you an idea of what this is going to look like not only on new jobs but existing jobs most of the time on a new build what happens at the end of the project genty is there any money left for landscaping (laughs) there's about you know let's say we're building a million dollar home there's about five thousand left (laughs) for landscaping. you're exactly (laughs) right and that's what i get you need to do it cheap you know they want if you you have to checkerboard that uh, bermuda go ahead for it yeah. No, uh, no. I mean, that, it, everybody knows that's the last on the budget list as far as a new build comes. It was on mine too, uh, but I tried not to cut corners. I told Brandon, you know, I gave a little bit of input, but I said, "Hey, I sell real estate. You do landscaping. You do you." Yeah, it helps yeah. if you have as a landscaper. It helps if you have a budget. Now you can, if somebody comes to you and says, "I have a budget," maybe they. I, th- I think uh, the misconception is a lot of times if you don't trust your landscaper, you do not want to give them that number. Would I, you guys agree? I think more so here uh, yep. in the current climate we're in, people are a little more hesitant to give you a budget because they feel like, you know, like you're, you're selling them a car. You're going to show them the most expensive one, and then right. it's going to be hard to turn around. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to go exactly to the tip top of that budget. And that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. It It's needed, so we know exactly – what you're looking for, what we can actually do. I'm, I'm not going to sell you a $20,000 landscape job if your budget's 10. Right. Yeah. You don't want to sit try. there and waste your time putting no, together right. a $20,000 budget if they only have five or two. No, because it does take time on those designs. And, I mean, there's hours involved in that and a lot of, you know, plug and play, if you will, putting it in, pulling it out, making sure it looks right, getting opinions and uh, seeing what flows and what fits. So it's more, more than just picking out plants at the, you know, your local garden center. Let's say you're a, a customer comes to you, Brandon, and they're a they're an absolute DIYer, not afraid to get their hands dirty. They'll work and they'll and they'll get the job done. Could you provide them 
with a design for them to put in themselves with all the things that you know about plants and what needs to go where and the design and geometry and all those things. Absolutely. And that's something that uh, here recently I've gotten into is offering DIY packages. I'm working on one right now. And, you know, those packages are going to start at different price ranges depending upon the size of the project and how many drawings you may want, how many different ideas you may want. So with that, you're going to get a design. You're going to get the plant list, materials list for whatever we're using, mulch, rock, or both. Um, You're going to understand the plant installation. I'm going to tell you what to do, how to plant it. Make sure there's no clay in the ground. We're in East Texas, so we have a lot of red clay, and red clay holds water, has a high PSI, doesn't drain, so that uh, a lot of time kills the plants. Let's get in the dirt for a second. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Um, how, if, if we do have red clay, and we all do around here, how, how are you supposed to plant that? Okay, so you need to do you need to be digging it out and removing it as much as possible. I'm not telling you to dig a big crater in your yard, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the standard, what you hear about planting a, a, a shrub, let's just use a boxwood, one of the most common plants there is. You're going to plant a boxwood, so you're going <laughs> to dig the hole, you know, tw- a little twice the width, if you will, twice the size of the pot that it's in. You're going to dig down. You're going to dig down probably, you know, me personally, we dig down about an extra 12 inches, and then we backfill with organic soil or a planting mix or sand or even rock, depending upon what we're doing. Here's a little trick. If you do have a lot of clay, you can add gravel at the base, at the bottom of your hole, okay? That's going to allow drainage. Mm. And, be, and it's just a little landscaper trick that I learned from uh, another guy that really helped me out along the way. Um, Why do you need so drainage on a plant? Why wouldn't you just want that water falling in that hole and sitting there on that root ball? It's a good question. So water will kill a plant. You can overwater. It gets what's called wet feet. And not all plants love water. That is... Very, very true. Um, and you see it uh, more so with, let me see, uh, colorful plants. A lot of people think that, oh, uh, I've got to over. Azaleas. Azaleas. You can overwater azaleas. Hydrangeas. Hydrangeas, yeah. You can easily overwater those, right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, roses. Roses are not, they do not like a lot of water. And that's a, you see, it's a common misconception. I, I think people believe that, well, if I'm watering my yard, I need to water my landscape. It's not always true. You know, if the top one and a half inches is dry, depending upon the plant, you're okay because down in the ground where the root system is, is actually where you're worried about. Also, you don't water plants from the top. And I know we're all guilty of that. And Mm -hmm. you see it a lot in a, you know, you don't just go out in the bed and start spraying around. You actually water at the base. So a, a drip. A drip, drip system, system is great at the base. Okay. You can control the drip system. Um, people are on the fence about it. Uh, I personally love drip systems because you can control how much water your plants are getting. You know it's going exactly right there in the root zone. Mm-hmm. But water, water is hard because every plant requires a different water. Now, if you do your landscaping properly, you can plan ahead and use the same type plants that require the same moderate amount of water or minimal amount of water, things of that nature. Okay. If that all sounds really complicated, it's because it is. And if you, (laughs) I'm telling you, if you're out there and you think I can do my landscaping myself, at least let Brandon design it for you so that you know that what's going in there needs to be there. Just because a plant is at a nursery doesn't mean it can go in your landscaping. There's a lot of factors that go into play there. 
So at least let them design it and tell you what needs what needs to go there. It is a there is so much to learn there about is, landscaping. Uh, there's so much you can do soil amendment, and I'm glad you said that. Uh, actually, I became Texas certified professional landscaper through the Texas Nursery Landscape Association, and I'll be honest, I've taken a lot of tests in my life, and that was by far one of the hardest ones I've ever done. Because there's thousands there's, and thousands of species of plants. It, it, it's insane. It was mm-hmm. a 450 question test, and when I got done with that. I walked out with a migraine mm. and my shoulders just tense, just couldn't hardly move because you're asked plant identification. And with that identification, you need to understand the soil, the light, the water needs. And it's, it's just unreal. We're we, just showing you a picture and you have to understand what this plant is. We can really, there's a massive amount of things that we can talk about in real estate. We, well, there, there really is. And we're about to end this one. But before we end it, I want to uh, tell people, you need to hang on. There's a trick that most landscapers don't know, but I do know that Brandon knows it. Uh, and Next episode. Uh, the next episode. Click on that next episode. If you yes, want sir. if you want to see That's a cliffhanger right there. If you want to see more you, uh, some people been comments we've had some good and bad comments. Oh uh, yeah, there's there's, you some, know. there's a few crazy people out there. But oh, yeah. uh we thoroughly enjoy doing this. Yeah. We do. We do. So, tune into the next episode. We're going to go over that and a few other things I mentioned a story that I want to tell you and we're going to get a little bit deeper into the value from Genty from your perspective of the landscaping making it look nice and new and spruced up. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. Hit those buttons at the bottom. Uh, help us get out there more. Remember, love God, love others, and let your work reflect that. We'll catch you on the next one.